Welcome to Backdoor Cover Podcast. This is a special Yorktown Heights edition as the one, the only, Michael Weiner is calling in from the illustrious Yorktown. What's good, Micah? Let's go! Oh, boy. Did I get that right? Micah told me right before we started recording. He was in Yorktown Heights. That was good, Heights. man. Is that where you were? Welcome to York- Yorktown Heights, New York, in uh, Westchester County. Ooh. Are you from Westchester? Anyway. Is that, is that how welcome. they talk? That's how they talk. Merry Christmas, everybody. How are you, Brad? I'm fabulous, Micah. How are you? I'm very excited to be chatting with you today. Oh, hang on. Oh, no. Oh, wow. All right, do I have you now? Oh. Micah, can you hear me? Wonder if they've got uh, got Wi-Fi in oh. Yorktown. Oh, do I got you now? Sorry. Yeah, I. Oh, yes, wow. you do. Hello. Hello. I don't know if you've heard uh, my. I'm out for a walk with the dog. Oh, you my son Apple of a bitch! Rudely you interrupted. Timing, son of a gun. You're doing other things besides talking to me. Well, this is you're the focus. Okay. My dog might get run over, but it's all good. It's uh, tremendous to be with you, Brad. Uh-huh. Here live from Yorktown Heights in Westchester County, New York, uh, just north of New York City. Uh, I am here for the week. What's the weather like? Eating. It's cold. Yeah. It's not freezing, but it's cold. I mean, it's probably 40. And uh, yeah, it's, it's cold. My dog doesn't like it. I don't like it either. Okay. I'm eating Italian for every meal, uh, which is. You know, really I respect dumb. that. Actually, I do respect that a lot. That's the move. I'm going to have to, the, the amount of carbs that I am partaking in. Like, and, you know, people come to Texas and they eat it, you know, Tex-Mex. And go, oh, it's so much cheese. So much cheese. There's 10 times more cheese. <laughs> Everything has cheese. It is, it is a cheese fest. So are you, eating, uh, wrong with are you eating pasta tonight? Do you know what's on the agenda? Uh, no, well, tonight I'm eating leftovers because mm. we had Italian food last night and then Italian food for lunch today. Okay. I have uh, pizza and veal parm. That sounds Leftover good. Leftover veal parm from last night. Yeah. It, it was good. Food is delightful. We don't have this at home. But you know what we do have, Brad? Tell me. Early bird CBD, Ooh. full spectrum hemp gummies. Let's go. You I got, got that a, across got the entire country. Delivery. Yeah, not just back That's home, right. it's everywhere. We actually did get them delivered here. They are going to be in everybody's stocking here as we celebrate Christmas Damn. in New York City. It's going to be lit. Uh, everybody's getting early bird because it is a full spectrum hemp gummy that you could feel. It's got a microdose of THC as well as an ass ton <laughs> of CBD. I believe that's the technical term. It gives you that euphoric feeling. Uh, I'll tell you what, it helps you go through the airport too. Oh, yeah? Oh, the, the relaxation level. That I experienced. Mm. Did you get some to Charlie? She looked like she was uh, dosed before she got on the plane. Uh, Charlie did not get early bird CBD. I don't know. I'm not going to say whether or not it's safe for animals. Mm -hmm. You're Um, not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Uh, I did consult an actual doctor, well, a veterinarian for Mm -hmm. uh, Charlie, who had some very impressive tranquilizers um, and put her out. But she's back now. Anyway, you can save 20% on your first order at earlybirdcbd.com slash BDC, like backdoor cover. One more time, earlybirdcbd.com slash BDC. I need to holler at them boys to get them to hook up a uh, a re- return customer promo code for the holidays or something. Me and Mitch were talking about That's that. That's a good idea. Week. Yeah, I'll give them a holler, old early bird. Re- I need a refill myself. Oh, yeah? I'm, uh, 
Michael I'm about loves to cash a deal. out of my yeah my thirty pack. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, great. So there you go. That's that's the business. Of course, listen to Mike. Uh, subscribe to Michael Three, the weekly newsletter. This week uh, was the Christmas food extravaganza mm. because you know I don't know what you guys are planning to have, but I think I think I'm in charge of cooking here in New York, and it'll be turkey and dressing and lots of other stuff. So check it out. Mike's Read of the Week. Subscribe. It's free. You'll like it. All right. No more No more uh, promo today. Well, actually, I do have one more promo, Brad, while I'm at it. Okay. Uh, Mind of Micah. Yeah, why stop? My other podcast. Uh, this week, featuring some best of content, best of 2021. Tomorrow is going to be a special uh, encore presentation of a conversation that Brad Key and I had Whoa. about frozen margaritas. That was a good one. So, yeah, subscribe to Mind of Micah now. You can listen to that. If, even if you if you haven't subscribed yet, now's a great time to learn best of coverage. Uh, later on Thursday, we're dropping an episode uh, continuing an interview with John Duda. You know, I'm Friend drinking a uh, frozen margarita tonight. What's the place called on Old Torp that has the uh, avocado margarita? Oh, Curras? Uh, Curras. That's where I'll be going yeah. tonight. Ooh, those are good. Yeah, it's going down. <laughs> Oh, shout to you. We are recording this Tuesday evening. It mm. is what time is it? Five nineteen Eastern time. Oh, he's Brad fancy. over there on the east in coast. the central time zone at four. It's four twenty, bruh. Bro, uh, earlybirdcbd.com slash bdc. Mm. Anyway, um, there are two Tuesday night football games tonight. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Uh, neither neither of them are very exciting unless you've got major fantasy implications on the table, which I do. Oh, boy. Woo! It's been a very strange week for fantasy football. We don't talk fantasy because we're not nerds. <laughs> uh, but it is the playoff time. I have four wide receivers. All of them I would consider w, WR1 candidates mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. Okay, fair. And all of them scored less than two points this week. Uh, and I'm still in a position to win if I can get a uh, some production that Henderson tonight with the Rams. So, Mike has been a roller me, coaster of emotions this week. He's been texting Ooh. me all week. He hit. He had. Uh, who's your tight end? Kelsey. Kelsey, Kelsey put up forty yeah, on, Kelsey Thursday. on Thursday. Yeah. And so my uh, my chance of winning going into Thursday was like fifty one percent. After Thursday night, it was like seventy seven percent. Micah, do I have you? Micah, Micah, Micah. <laughs> Can you hear me? All right. I can't. I was just saying, all of my wide receivers disappeared on me uh, over the weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm back. Uh, we're watching Henderson tonight. It's going to be a coin flip. A real, a I real can hear the. Uh, I can hear the nerves in your voice, buddy. You got this. If Michael wins, he gets to play I'm, me because I'm on bye this week because I'm that's the right. best. But anyway, it's not so about the, me. It's about you. The fancy talk will pick up next week. So tonight uh, we've got strange. Washington versus the Eagles, and we've got Seahawks Rams for the record here. Yeah, I don't really care about mm. either of these games. I mean, you you got to think the Rams are, are better than the Seahawks. It is a division matchup, so perhaps there's something tricky that happens there. But And, you know, any two teams in the NFC East other than the Cowboys are not worth paying attention to. I mean, any uh, team you get pushed to a Tuesday night because of COVID, like, you're just off. So who knows how that's going to affect these different rosters. Yeah, but the Rams point. are certainly the good best point. of the group, the best of the bushel. Yeah, there's only one one playoff team one contender playing tonight and mm. we'll see what happens. Uh, strange stuff going around the, the NFL. Uh, so we'll see, including a lot of COVID, everybody's trying to formulate what's happening. Same with the NBA. We don't man. really need to get in. 
Yeah, the NBA, NHL has shut down the entire league for a week. Hmm. Um, so we'll see. I, I haven't been out too much here in New York, but everyone who I've talked to says that basically everybody has COVID. Um, we've yeah. gone to two Italian <laughs> restaurants, and both of them have had one server, uh, which is uh, the guy came over and uh, I ordered a bottle of wine last night. He came over and poured like a little bit in my glass. Mm-hmm. And before I could even say if it was good or bad, he just disappeared from the table. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's that's I a guess disrespectful like, thing right there. Well, no, no. The guy was pissed. <laughs> but I was like, so I guess I'm, uh, I hope this wine's okay. And I guess I'm pouring it for everyone else. So do you have to show your Vax card there? Is it one of those places? Not where we are. Uh-huh. Uh, but we will be in Manhattan later this week. I will give you a full report. Yeah, I'm curious that, about Mike. how that works. I want to know what the whole system is. Is it like getting ba- a like, like kind of a bouncer like at Big Twelve, and like you got to pay a five dollar cover and show your Vax card? I think that's kind of it. Uh, I did have a reservation at a Korean steakhouse, mm. a Michelin starred Korean steakhouse called Coast, uh, on Thursday, but they called me and said like because of COVID situation and staffing that I think they canceled our reservation. That's terrible. Kind of a bummer. Yeah. That sounds uh, amazing. But instead, we have a reservation at Carbone, one of America's most famous Italian restaurants, and a hard recipe to get. So, should be lovely. Did you pull some strings? Did you tell him you're mine to Mike's uh, host? You know, we'll we'll see. I, I haven't done any in, influencer work since oh, I've been here. But I was wondering if that's how you got the resi. There's still some time. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be. Yeah, could be. They were like Michael Weiner, that guy. I'm he's in. They saw my wife's name and said, "Oh, wait, is that the Caitlin? Is that Boo Boo? Is that the Boo Boo?" And then anyway, boom, all, all right. of a sudden you're in. So we should probably talk about sports. Yeah. Uh, I know it's Tuesday night. You're probably listening to this Wednesday morning or Wednesday, avoiding your family mm-hmm. or pretending to be working in the office. The only thing I want to talk about is Tiger and Charlie. Okay. Were you proud and of, how of much your this, dog's namesake? How did you feel about this whole thing? I, I, I kept pointing at the TV when Caitlin like, wanted me to pack and do things. Mm-hmm. I was like, but Charlie's on TV. She's like, our dog? I'm like, no, 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 Charlie. He's got the same name as our dog. And it it, it, didn't, it wasn't very good. I, I had also had a early bird during the day. Oh. So. Uh, You're day tripping. Yeah. I uh, was day tripping. So, I hadn't had two. I wasn't on the moon. I was just, <laughs> just you know, watching golf. More like day skipping. Not quite tripping. Uh, so our, Riveting our, uh, content, though. <laughs> our, our fantasy football text thread this is like the only topic that we've discussed that is not fantasy football related. It like blew up with uh, Charlie Woods uh, debate, I guess. If he's good, if he's not good, if he's going to be a pro. It's a kind of a polarizing topic and people are interested and have opinions one way or the other. It seems like whoever I talk to. So what's your opinion, Micah? Is he big time? Is he going to make it? What's happening here? We had said that Charlie, now again, we're talking about a 13-year-old. Yeah. Uh, I saw a tweet, though, that says that Charlie is the 86th-ranked junior golfer his age in the state of Florida. Right. So that's which, just one which based on, Yeah, based on that metric, his, his chances of showing up on tour or being anything like his father uh, would appear to be slim. That being said, this fucking kid was unbelievable. He was unreal. Because the, the, I mean, my biggest point stones. here is, yeah, the stones. The, the fact that you can play, that you're a 13 year old kid and you don't back down from the limelight, that you can step up and just knock down putts and then do the money sign to JT like you just own the course. Like he's got the swag and he's not scared of the limelight. 
And I think that's a humongous piece of the professional golf game is that you don't cow to your sponsors, it's, pressure to like all the money. That's to a tremendous part of being huge. a golfer. Yeah, that, anyone who plays golf, enough. anyone who plays golf knows the game is ninety percent mental. Like, I mean, who amongst us who plays hasn't missed a three foot birdie putt and then missed the the, the <laughs> missed a par putt? And just want to kill themselves because you got seventy five cents on the line or something. It's not like you're on Golf yeah. Channel and the entire golf world is watching you. And this kid's imagine just having, a, them having down. a six footer for par and then knocking it nine feet past and then missing your or having a six six footer for for birdie to, to win like eight dollars in a in a wolf game, mm-hmm. then blowing it past the hole by six feet and then missing your par. Think about how wrecked you are after that. Because I can think about it. like my next drive is one thousand percent going out of bounds on the next hole. Micah like, bends it, by the down. way. Micah plays a massive power fade, if that, if you want to call it that. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, Charlie is just out here, just walking like people are screaming. I mean, and who amongst us hasn't been on the first tee box at the local muni and there's like nine old guys drinking beer on the porch watching you and you get nervous and slice it. Charlie's out here with thousands of people in, in contention to win a golf tournament. It was unbelievable. It was calm, cool, and collected. Now, of course, there's I, – I, before I – yeah, I mean, I have no idea how to project him as a future player, but that mental – I guarantee that those 86 kids uh, that are that are better – or those 85 kids or whatever, they're better than him in the state of Florida. Uh, 84 of them can't do what he did the other day, and maybe 85. I mean, that was unbelievable. No chance those kids would be able to – to withstand that kind of pressure and scrutiny. And he had no problem. It was just nothing to him. But, um, I mean, he's a byproduct of the greatest golfer of all time in like a supermodel, right? Like he's, he's got some genes, this boy. He's, uh, he's coming he's from a quality gene up, pool. He's just grown up watching his dad dominate and be a psycho. Well, too. and like, just is- deal with it. Like he has always just been totally scrutinized, always under the microscope. The kid just has watched him do it and handle it and the ups and downs, whatever, maybe right? He isn't. He may not be physically gifted enough to play on tour. I mean, we think that he is because he's, he's he Tiger's son. He definitely is. But, here's but he's the playing deal. from the front tees. And, like, I, my, my guess, you know, Michael mm-hmm. Jordan had a kid mm-hmm. who played basketball, I think, at UCF or something. Yeah. And, you know, I never watched the kid play, but, like, perhaps he was as tough mentally as his dad. And he just wasn't as talented physically. Well, I'm as tough mentally like, as Michael Jordan, and I, I just didn't have it, Michael. It's just kind of how it goes. Right. There's, there's, I think more people don't have the physicalness. But, like, it was unbelievable to see a 12-year-old kid playing like that. Here's my, here's my statement, Micah. He is going to make it on the Pro Tour unless he chases the dragon and gets lost along the way due to drugs, alcohol, women, or a combination of the three. Without that, if as long as he gets past that that obstacle, which is going to be very prevalent in his life, he will have access to if he doesn't already at thirteen. Uh, true. Uh, Ooh, yeah. That's that's based that's on it. family history. That that third one. Is I wouldn't even the, say the like it's not even that though. Like could you, like the kid's famous as shit right now at thirteen. Like he's he is a child star, and we've seen how child stars end up coming out of the system. Like there's not a whole lot of great stories. Like. Even well, if you know, his dad is yeah. his dad's as good an example as anybody who was guys on uh, TV at three years old hitting driver with Bob Hope. You know, Tiger Woods is famous now. Granted, he didn't have Instagram when 
back in the the seventies yeah. when he was growing up. Yeah. But you know, and he is. If we we talked about the Tiger Doc that we all watched six months ago, certainly an imperfect uh, person. He, he's delivered on the golf course, but his you know his child prodigy uh, issues have caught up to him. You don't know, you know. I mean, like, is he going to learn from his father, or is he going to follow in his dad's footsteps and be a you know serial womanizer? And uh, you know, who knows? Who, who knows, knows, man? There's too much to, to project, but. Watching that kid and the nerves that he had and just how, you know, walking right next to his dad, the greatest player of our lifetime, and the toughest, the most mentally tough, like, murder, psycho killer in the history of golf that we've ever seen. <laughs> well, I mean, like, here's the big just, deal, though. Just, just walking side by side with his dad and looking just as tough. Yeah. Like, it was cr- it's crazy. I mean, what we're looking at here is Tiger Woods returned to the golf course for the first time since February where he was in a car wreck where he thought his leg was going to have to be amputated. Like, and we're talking about Charlie. We're not even really talking about Tiger. Like, that's kind of shows you a little bit of the star power what this kid has. Like, we haven't even talked about his golf swing, Tiger's, which looked good. He was cranking. But, um, yeah, I mean, his kid stole the light. And that's probably what he wants, man. Like, that's... uh. It's his first taste of uh, the limelight, and he did a really good job. I, the Talk the money Tiger. the money uh, symbol that he did to JT when they were doing the practice putting was so cool. Well, there's a couple things here that like Tiger has really befriended this generation of golf. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and uh, he's apparently very close with Kuchar, but like him and Phil back back in the day, him and Phil or Keith Goosen or BJ, he was just a murderer. Yeah, he but those wanna, guys were older than him. Did. Well, I'm just saying that I'm going back 10 to 15 years right. when they were contemporary, I'm you know, you. really going at each other. Like, Tiger didn't let those guys into the circle. He didn't hang out. He was just a psycho killer. And for the last five or six years, he's really become one of the guys with, with this younger generation. They grew up idolizing him. And he's really sort of like, you know, he's lost some of his edge in a good way. He's become more of a human being. He's more approachable. Um, yeah, he's definitely more of a human. Which is fun to watch to watch it, but then when you start watching, you know, as they made their eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh birdies in a row, right? You could see a, a, a switch flipping. Like Tiger was in full on, I'm winning this fucking tournament mode, and that was fun to watch, especially considering, you know, we've talked about it on this podcast. I didn't think this dude was ever going to play at all. Well, unfortunately, he got outdid by a 280 pound man smoking <laughs> cigarettes in the eighteenth fairway. Oh, Daly's got to be over three hundred. Three gotta be over three bills. Just drinking yeah. Diet Coke and ripping darts. Just ripping cigarettes on seventeen. I mean, what a psycho! I mean, what what a talented dude, John Daly is. His kid's got like, a good golf to think, swing too. Uh, JD yeah, number two. To, to think that, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just to think that John Daly, who is who's been an alcoholic since the jump, uh, who's severely overweight, smokes and drinks everything, who's been married nine times the things that he's done to his body and to think that this guy at 55 is still out here just, just ripping it. I, it's, it's, you know, that's almost as amazing as Tiger. Well, I mean, there's not that many injuries that he's experienced. Has there, I don't really know his injury history, but you would think he would have an injury riddled history considering he barely sleeps and smokes and drinks and whatever. He was rolling around in a cart, which was, yeah, he's got knee problems Um, or something that he claims, but I think it's just because he's fat. Well, I think once you're over 50, you can you can do that. You get an exemption. Oh, is that right? To ride around. Yeah. But 
anyway, it it also like goes to show you like if that dude and and I've heard stories about Tiger talking about how if he had the skills that John Daly had, he would have won a hundred majors. Like how much how much potential John Daly has pissed away that still after all of the booze and food and diet cokes and cigarettes, uh, he can still bullshit. go out there and I don't believe and that. play. Maybe his son carried him. I don't know. No, anyway, no. Well, he, maybe his know, son now, did carry him. His son plays for Arkansas, by the way. He's in his second semester at Arkansas. But well, I don't he, believe he for one to, second to that realize, John Daly you know, was doing like this Navy SEAL workouts and shit for the last 10 years, like if he would have been a much better golfer. Like, I, I mean, if I you would have been better, I don't know, man. You I don't think. If you could have given him Tiger Woods' competitive spirit and psychoness. Uh, anyway, that's a whole other discussion. Indeed. But, you know, obviously the thing we're not talking about is how well, this is not a tour event, obviously. Mm-hmm. Wait, like John Daly, of course John Daly is who you want in a two-man scramble. Dude hits the ball a mile and a half. Like, you want a guy like Brad Keith in your scramble team. <laughs> you have to like in the scramble, the dude is going to hit, going to bomb drives past everybody. Oh, Micah, we uh, we kind of you kind of went in and out there, but we heard you talking about how hard, how far I hit the ball and that you want me in your scramble. Well, so I was just going to say you yeah. want you want Brad in a scramble because you, you know he's going to bomb drives past everybody else on the course, uh, and then you know every three or four drives they're going to be a mile and a half out of bounds, but Put most of them are going to be But huge. it is what it is, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter; it doesn't hurt you. Mm. Uh, and so Daly's still, you know, Daly's still out there bombing, and of course, like you get to lift and place your ball, you get to play basically on a perfect lie every shot. Uh, and so it's not that much dissimilar than being on the range. So here's or, the deal, uh, Let me say, it's you, as close to being on the range uh-huh. as as any form of golf. Let and me ask so you a for that reason, here. yeah, 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 no, for that reason, t- finish your thought and then I'm going to ask you this question. That reason, that's why, you know, Tiger was able to be out there. Mm. Uh, you know, anybody who watched that and said, oh, he's ready to go play on the tour. Nobody nobody can possibly believe that. Nobody can be that stupid. Like, this is not a real PGA golf tournament. Yeah. Not by a long shot. It's only two days, and you get to, to lift in place. I mean, it's basically like being on the wrench. Which is fair. But, I mean, the fact that he can make a full swing and hit it 300 yards, even if it is on the range, is a positive indicator. And, and here is, I, here, start, I oh. did see a tweet real quick. Uh-huh. I did see a tweet uh-huh. that his swing speed for the week would have been the second highest on tour. Okay. Which is so he's ripping. just shocking. Yeah. The bionic man. So here's my question, This is the important yeah. question. If you are playing with John Daly, and you're, this is John Daly Sr., you're on the 17th fairway, the entire world's watching you on TV, your mother's watching, he rips out a cig, are you going to have a cig with him? Like, just because you got to, right? Are you going to smoke a cig with John Daly like, on the 17th? put out that... Dad, put out the cigarette. Not me. We're, I'm lighting up. We're I'm, on national television. I'm saying we're, we're, we're chasing down Tiger. I'm saying JD. We're, we're running away from Tiger and Charlie. Let me like, get there are one. millions of people watching us. Yeah, nah. yeah, yeah, put, yeah. Put the put the cancer stick down, Dad. I'd have to answer At to my mama, faint. but I'd still do it. I'd do it, and I'd say, Mama, I'm sorry I smoked the cigarette, but I had to smoke one. I had no Daly. choice. Yeah, that was the 17th. We were ripping. You know, we had to rip cigs. <laughs> they call me Brad Cool now. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if he would have pulled out a vape pen or something, that's a whole other story. But just to see a pro golfer winning a tournament, firing a heater in the fairway. And then it's also funny to me when you watch it, like the announcers can't comment on it, uh-huh. which yeah, is the funniest thing. It. Like, 
Yeah, they try and act like they didn't just see the guy who's about to win a golf tournament who weighs 300 pounds and firing cigarettes. The guy in lime green uh, t-shirt in a lime green collar shirt tucked into like his <laughs> waistband and like it's at least 15 inches hanging over his gut line. But man, he. I mean, how loud, big is John Daly's? John Daly's waist must be like 48 inches. Mm-hmm. He's a big man. But uh, anyway, I, I I loved it. I loved every bit of it. I did too. It was good TV, man. Um, and I, I mean, I, it is shocking to me that Tiger could be back this quickly. Uh, even if it is basically like, you know, a modified simulated round, basically. It's as close to being on the range as possible. We know the dude has lived on the range. But I, I, I never thought we'd see him play again. And oh, to I see didn't this ten months later. Remember when we I mean, talked about chances, your buddy that or your the girl that you knew that hus- yeah. her husband had the same injury and like it's been years and he's still like barely limping around on a cane. Years out, he, exactly. It so, goes to show to, what to uh, that, some techno or what some money and uh, good, well, good uh, care can get you, man. But so the question now becomes: Do we think we see Tiger in April? Oh, for the Masters, maybe at the Masters. Do we see? I think perhaps even more realistically. Um, we see Tiger at the British this year at the, uh, it's at, what's the name of the course? It's at the old course, which is like the shortest, flattest course in golf, which means he could probably play there. Yeah. And I'm Tiger loves that course now. too. They're at St. Andrews is what you're talking about. The old course. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would imagine he would play out there. Uh, but I mean, okay. So I'm just kind of talking out loud because I was reading the schedule. Actually, that seems unlikely because of the travel, man. Because the thing that you have to take into account is that his knee and his leg is all fucked up, and you got to fly like fifteen hours, and then you got to play. Like that's a that's a tall task. That's a tall ask. I want to see him play in a number of see, tournaments he before t- he gets. He hit. took a private jet from his house in Florida to mm-hmm. the tournament in Florida. It was like a twenty-six minute flight. <laughs> like Tiger can get on his PJ. You think he's got I'm like a, an oxygen that. chamber that he just lays down flat in, and then he just flies there? I guess that's a good point. He he basically travels in as much luxury as you could possibly imagine. I'm worried about the travel. Yeah, um, and I mean, I, I don't think he can compete necessarily, but the fact that we might see him on the golf course this year, I think the chances of that, I would have thought it would be zero until what I saw this weekend, and I, I would say it's certainly better than fifty percent that we're going to see him. Well, the next good golf tournament's January 6th, the uh, Century Tournament of Champions when they play out in Hawaii. There's always a pretty We're not going to see him there. No, he will not be there. For more well, reasons than much the fact it, that he didn't win. What's that? I think we've covered this. Yeah, good. You got anything else you want to talk everything. through? Do you feel good? Uh, not really. Yeah? yeah, not really. We'll Ch- keep we'll keep tabs. Uh, on uh, everything happening. Maybe we'll get another pod later this week. Oh, baby. You know me and Mitch are coming back with Diago picks tomorrow. Mike is out there uh, chasing spaghetti and stuff, but he's going to make it. Keep your Vax card lit, fam. Uh, That's right. Ho, ho, ho. Give Charlie a pet for me, and thanks for joining, buddy. Merry Christmas. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.